This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Sterling Fox, and in just a few minutes, Stephen Bennett from Mid-City Plumbers and HVAC specialist Bobby Watt will join us in studio to take your calls and talk about the summer issues and problems that we all experience and have varying degrees of success dealing with. But first, here are some more of the top consumer stories we're following this week. Canadians ordered takeaways in record numbers last year as food delivery apps like Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, and DoorDash try to beat each other to the door to get a slice of the $4.3 billion and growing business of delivered food. Predictably, tech-savvy 18 to 34-year-olds were the biggest users of third-party online delivering services, with 23% ordering in at least once a week. According to Restaurants Canada 2019 Food Service Facts published last week, Generation Z, those born in the mid-90s, will likely be even bigger users as they have never known a world without cell phones or the internet. As you might expect, its impact is most profoundly felt in major urban centers where population density makes deliver, delivery rather economically viable. Now, here's the other side of the story. The restaurants. Is this actually a bonus or a hindrance? As many as 37% of restaurant operators told Restaurants Canada the third-party apps and websites hurt their on-premise dinner sales. 27% said it was denting their on-premise lunch sales. So why do they do it? Well, there is a profit to be made, according to 79% of the operators who use them. However, the vast majority feel that third-party apps and websites are only slightly profitable. Another 21% say they weren't at all profitable. Of course, restaurants do make a little money on the food, but where they really get the money is on the wine and the cocktails, etc., etc. For some, this may be a case where it's necessary to bite the bullet and give the people what they want and then figure out how to make it work. Crossroads at three commercial drive intersections have been painted with green, white, and red colors of the Italian flag over the last couple of days. The crosswalks are all on East uh, on Commercial Drive at East 1st, East 4th, and Charles Street in Commercial. According to the president of the Commercial Drive Business Society, just completed this week on Wednesday, the crosswalk marking uh, East Vancouver's Little Italy. Stretching eight blocks, Little Italy is four blocks of Commercial Drive North, and south of East First Avenue. That's our official Little Italy. Uh, Little Italy pays homage to the Italian heritage of the neighborhood, and those crosswalks are meant to be permanent. The painting was done in the run-up to the Italian Days on the Drive Festival, which goes a week from tomorrow, June the 9th. Oh, and here's another date to circle on your calendar. Sunday, June 30th. And this will be year 32 for Symphony in the Park and the Vancouver Symphony's much-awaited annual appearance at Deer Lake Park in Burnaby. The music will range from Tchaikovsky's Romeo and Juliet to John Williams' E.T. Everyone is invited to turn out with blankets and picnic dinners to take in the concert. The prelude performance begins at 6, the feature concert at 
7 o'clock on Sunday, June 30th. Oh, admission is free, uh, but parking is limited, so plan accordingly. Lots more details at burnaby.ca slash VSO. Those are a few more of the week's top consumer stories. We'll have a look at a couple more later. But coming right up, we will open up our phone lines to our friend, Mr. Fix-It, Stephen Bennett from Mid-City Plumbers. And Bobby Watts will join us from Watt HVAC in studio, both of them, to help with the problems at your house this summer. In fact, guys, why don't we just get right to it and open up the phones, give you a chance to grab a line even before we do the ads. 604-280-9898. What's wrong at your house? What just isn't working this summer? couple of pros with a few answers for you. 604-280-9898. Back with lots more after this. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. It's a beautiful Saturday afternoon. It is the 1st of June, and Stephen Bennett is back in studio, and he's brought a special guest. We'll introduce Bobby Watt to you in a second. Stephen, good to see you again. It's been a while, because you typically, for the past couple of years, have been Ben and my and Andrew's Christmas present to our <laughs> listeners. Stephen yeah. comes in yeah. ju- during our Christmas show for the past couple of years, and literally, the phones just go berserk for an hour, and, and you just ask people, say, I got a problem here, and you give them proper answers of what to do. But when we we talk to you at Christmas time in the winter, everything is frozen. And so all of the problems deal with super cold and, and expanding and melting and all that kind of stuff. And now we're at the other side of the clock, right. heading into summer just a few weeks away. What are people calling mid-city plumbers <laughs> about mostly these days? Easy for me to say. Well, a lot of people are calling right now that we're not worried about the floods anymore. Right. But those who were flooding, we're, we're putting together uh, uh, repair programs for them and taking care of their flood situation so it doesn't happen again, come around to next next fall again. But uh, this year, Mostly, we're getting a lot of service, like service calls for renovations, new installations, um, and that's our retrofits, and from everything from air conditioning to heating plants. But a lot of a lot of you know in suite renovations. And the biggest thing that I'm coming across the same thing I've I think I've pre- preached this on the show since day one: credentials, credentials, credentials. You, you pay for what you get. If you're going to hire somebody who doesn't have credentials, you're going to get that exact product. You're going to get exact what you're paying for. And we're catching. We're, we get called in. Unfortunately, I get called in to assess situations long after the damage is done, long uh. after the walls are finished, and then they got everything's got to be torn back out again. Nothing was inspected. Nothing was permitted. And if you're going to take that route it's a very dangerous route with the city of vancouver they're really tightening up on that and, and i completely agree with it because if you're gonna if you're gonna sell your home you want to know that if you're a buyer that you're buying a home that has been been fully inspected sure and when you do that check for all permits on the on the property you know it's it's really important Qual- qualifications is number one interesting stuff because uh, people still and, and I, I we we shouldn't be shocked yeah. that there are shysters out there misrepresenting themselves as uh, professionals in the trades and they're not they're con artists Correct. and thieves Correct. but they will happily take you for a ride if you let them so we're canadians for some reason we have this politeness ness in our dna that many of us would think well gosh you know uh, if i ask to see this man's credentials that may be rude he may yeah. just turn around and walk away I've, no well, you've got to you've ask got for to the credentials it. what's a typical home inspection cost well it depends what they're looking for you get anything from buying and selling of a home you 
you're going to have different prices for for how much you're asking for. But let's just take let's take an example. We just talked about the fact that having the right credentials. Um, we've had a senior, a very good senior, who's uh, got a disabled daughter, very unfortunate accident uh, in her early years of life, and uh, she called me in tears. Uh, I went scurrying over to see what was going on. There's contractors on the site ripped up their driveway, ripped up the carport, ripped up the side of the house, and couldn't even answer a basic question when I asked that contractor, do you know where the sump is on the property? His answer was no. Mm. So I said, where are your qualifications? Well, I wrote my exam, so I'm qualified. I said, no, you're not. You're not qualified at all. Let me see your credentials. And he didn't provide me any credentials. Meanwhile, they were billing out this this poor senior $12,000. And when we got into it with our video inspection cameras and actually went to take a look at what was caused the problem, why they were doing what they were doing, it was absolutely clear. The videos were clear. There was no problem. There was nothing. You need a little bit of a reroute from one of the rainwater leaders onto a solid system. Problem solved. They we, invented a problem and sold the client a bill of goods. They invented, but they kept coming back every every at the end of the day, going, "We need more money. We need more money. We need more money." That's why she finally found my information off CKNW. Contact me. I ran over there right away. Took a look at. I actually asked them all to pack their tools and leave the site immediately because mm. she was so distraught inside. And, uh, and, and we took it over and we took care of her property professionally and, and got the job done right. Interesting. And you mentioned renovations. And Bobby, this is happening a lot in your business with HVAC, heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. Uh, as people decide, you know, market's a little wobbly, a little wonky. I think we'll just stay in the old place, maybe spiff it up for a couple more years and see how the market looks uh, two years from now. And they're just, pa- just passing on, on the buying and selling. They're going to fix it up and, and stay there. So when they... Uh, when they talk about uh, air conditioning and stuff, and uh, th- they want to know about improvements to the home, uh, what typically, what, what do you, what, when someone wants to get an older home and decides, you know, it's getting warmer every summer, let's put in an air conditioning thing as part of the renovation because we've decided to extend our stay here. What, what are the pitfalls of, of putting in an air conditioner in a home? What can, you go, what can go wrong? Well, like Steve was saying, uh, getting the right contractor is always the number one thing is making sure that they know what they're doing so that you don't run into all the problems. Um, There's tons of issues that you can run into. Depending on how the house is designed, some houses have forced air heating. They have a furnace. Those are are quite easy to retrofit for for air conditioning. You can can just put an A-coil over top of it and get air conditioning into the system. But some of the houses don't have that. Some houses are either hydronic heating or they're electric baseboard heating. So there's no ducting existing. So if you have to go for retrofits, you would have to be starting from scratch. You can either do a ductless multi-zone split or, um, you know, there's a, there's a few different options of different systems that you have, but to do the, to make it not look like it was just installed, you like to make everything look good. Mm -hmm. I like to go through behind the walls and, you know, but when you start getting into those things, then you're going to be opening up walls. You're going to have drywall repairs. You're going to have painting repairs and you don't know what you're getting into behind the walls either. Some of the older houses have asbestos and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So when you when you get called in, just, second, just uh, when you get called in to do, uh, someone says, well, you know, we heard you on the radio. You sound like an upstanding guy and we'd like to do business with you. Do you give an estimate of when people call in and say, well, we've got this, we've got ducks, we've got an old furniture, but now a furnace rather, but now uh, we want to make it, uh, you know, put in maybe a new furnace with an air conditioner attached. So it's uh, one of those systems, but we've got the duct work. It sounds like that's going to be less expensive than the other option where there are no ducks in the house to begin with. 
Absolutely. Okay. But would you give them an estimate for option A and B if they didn't have either and they were just looking at, well, what routes can we go and what's the cost associated with each one? Usually when I come to a a site, I I look at all the different options and I try to give the customer... what the best best outcome would be for them right. financially and what it would look like and how it's going to operate. So there, I'll give them a few different uh, scenarios of, of, different, uh, of different systems that you can put in and what are the pros and cons to those, whether it be more aesthetically pleasing but does the same function or if it's uh, more efficient, etc. There also are some rebates that you can get nowadays. Uh, the city of Vancouver, if you want to get off of gas, if you can get rid of all of the gas out of your place, um, there's a $3,000 grant. Oh, okay. Uh, but there's also another $3,000 top-up grant for the city of Vancouver. So if you live downtown, you can get $6,000 if you want to get rid of your old furnace and go straight over to a heat pump and uh, and get, get gas out of there for, uh, for good, which it, it really each house has its own scenario. So mm-hmm. you have to, you know, each system, you want to make it tailored to the, to the place. The most common problem that we're finding, remember the, the job we just went to, uh, we did an inspection here. Um, the problem with it was, you know, you're going to put investment into your renovation of your home. Right. If you're going to do it, you've already ripped off all the drywall, you've got, you got the insulation exposed. This is the time to do it right. If you put an HRE, which is called a heat recovery ventilator, that keeps your, that, move, that works with the air conditioning as well with, with, as an air handler, pushing cooling around the structure and moving air so it keeps it dry mold free. The problems we're coming across, we just did an inspection on house, gentleman was very concerned. He goes, I'm not, I'm not a professional's field. Uh, Steve, I, I hear you out there. Come on over, take a look. So we did. We were kind of shocked. Well, and this was after an install? This is after installs done okay, because right. who was doing the inspection? He just wasn't sure he'd been well served. Who's doing the inspection? Nobody. Right, okay. And here, here's where it starts to go wrong. If you, don't, if you don't have it engineered, then who's doing the inspection on it? Well, the city's not doing the inspection, so therefore the piping that's supposed to transfer the energy has been crushed on corners and corners. Well, it's not getting any flow velocity to the windows, to your doors, to your big, your big glass doors. It was completely undersized, required 1,200. Uh, CFMs moving on it, and all we had on a calculator was 200. So it uh, is simply a system that won't work. And you've got these guys hacking. I'm going to use the word hack because if you don't do the proper calculations and load calculation structure and and the R values, then you're just simply hacking in something mm-hmm. and taking persons. And we're not talking a couple of dollars here. We're talking up to fifteen thousand dollars on those systems. Sure. And and if you're going to pay that kind of money, wouldn't you want to have an engineer, somebody that someone's going to certify and say, hey, this is the way it's supposed to be done and done right you know and this is this is happening every day and and it's it's getting it's getting to be uh it's starting to turn a lot of homes into a lot of messes yeah i'm sure bobby do more are more and more of us going to air conditioning i mean this is vancouver it's not toronto where it's sweltering hot and muggy all summer long uh it's getting a little warmer we've noticed that in in past years but it's still vancouver where a lot of people for air conditioning say open a window for crying out loud there's a sea breeze it's vancouver are more of us going the air conditioning route anyway a hundred percent. I mean, even this year, I notice for May, it is, it's a hot May, mm-hmm. you know, global warming is happening in Canada twice as fast as anywhere else. And I'm getting phone calls every day. And it's just like, you know, it's only a couple months, but it's sweltering and I can't handle it. We do some of the installs over in Yale town and you have these beautiful condos that are, you know, two or $3,000 a square foot. Mm-hmm. And in the summer, you're going to have to have your blackout blinds down 
all year round because you it's unenjoyable. You can't even be in those rooms. It's so hot. Right. You're, you're, it's like being underneath a microscope. Uh, Microscope. Mm-hmm. Microwave. Micro- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. It's a but yeah, yeah, people are finally getting it. We've, we've just cre- uh, passed that threshold where it's just, no, it's unbearable. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I can't sleep at night. Also, a lot of uh, younger families are starting in, in Vancouver to, to raise their kids in Vancouver, right? Mm-hmm. And as a parent, you, if your kids aren't sleeping at night, neither it's are too you. hot, you're not sleeping <laughs> either. And, uh, he knows that very yeah, well. He's uh, got a new one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ah, okay. So uh, here's a rudimentary question yep. for both of you. And this, we're looking for, for norms here. What would be the ideal temperature, indoor temperature, of a house in our city? If you're setting your air conditioner or uh, even in the wintertime, your, your heater. Right. What are you going for? What, what's typically considered normal? What's typically considered normal yeah. is the best efficiency. That num- magic number would be 70. We call it cool 70, whether it's summer or whether it's winter. You 70 degrees 70 Fahrenheit. Degrees and you're going to get the best efficiency out of your appliance. So there are some people that can't that don't like 70. It's personal preference. They may want to go 71 or 72. That would be 20 degrees. Okay, so if Celsius would be 20 degrees Celsius or 21 degrees Celsius, and in, in Fahrenheit would be 70 or 71, 72. Okay. So in that parameters is generally the good body temperature is the most efficient. But again, let's go back to qualifications. Again, going to that, you're paying a lot of money for a high-efficient boiler system, doing your hydronics before you call in for air conditioning to be done inside your home. you got to make sure that the person doing that boiler install isn't just a gas fitter but a boiler as well so that yet when you put in something that's 95 96 or 97 percent efficient that's what you're getting out of it you're, mm-hmm. if you don't set up the hydronics properly in the proper distribution yeah you're getting heat in the house but you're probably getting it at 85 86 or 87 percent efficient and that's the one thing that gets missed every time on the inspections is who's doing the inspection and how's this being installed how's a boiler being installed so it works at the best efficiency how do these people approach, and I'm talking about those who don't have valid qualifications, but who pose as those who do. They're imposters. Correct. They are out there. They're circulating in the marketplace. How do they know who to approach with some kind of bogus pitch for renovations? When that person walks through the door, may I see your credentials, right. please? But how do they know who to prey on is what I'm Better asking. Better Business Bureau. Oh. A Better Business Bureau is a great place to start for finding, uh, the, through the BBB, to find out uh, a reputable company. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of companies, and I'm going to say, I'm going to use this term lightly. There's the biggest companies in Vancouver with the amount of employees out there, but not qualified to be doing the work. They are working and working under the, the credentials of somebody who's a journeyman. Well, a supervisor, sick, sure. No, someone who's sitting in an office. Ah, not somebody like myself who's, who's on, on the site. site. Right. Every tick of the play to make sure it's done right, to make sure I have the discussions and, and go through the calculation factoring. I do it over and over and over. And what I do is I turn it over when I'm teaching the boys. I stand in the background, stand behind them after I've given the, the directions and, that, and have them start to put together with their own hands. And that's how they become better technicians. That's how they become better qualified people. If I sat there doing the work for you every single day while you stood behind me, what are you going to learn? Mm-hmm. You won't learn. It's when you do it with your hands, then you have the full understanding how the hydronics works, how air flows on air conditioning works, how this all really works. Interesting stuff. Our guests in studio, Stephen Bennett from Mid-City Plumbers and Bobby Watt from Watt 
HVAC in uh, Vancouver. Both uh, uh, We've got the websites for both of them, watthvac.com and midcityplumbers.com. Both good, good websites, too. Yeah. Well, lots more, including your calls. If you want to know how to fix something in your house, grab a line, 280-9898 with the obligatory 604 up front, and we're back with more after the news. Welcome back to the program. Sterling Fox with you on this beautiful Saturday afternoon, the 1st of June. Joined in studio by Stephen Bennett and Bobby Watt, our guys to fix the stuff that's going wrong at your place, are in studio. Give us a call, 604-280-9898. Stephen Bennett, very big and has talked to us many occasions uh, on this program about not being taken to the cleaners by people who tell you they are one thing and turn out to be not that. And I was asking you, Stephen, about how the bad guys find people to prey upon. Now, you told us about the Better Business Bureau, yep. which is where if we if we have an interview with someone who offers to do some work on our house, you get their card and their whatever, yep. and you say, I'll get back to you. And you call the Better Business Bureau. You do a little homework on your own. You find Correct. out if there's any negative stuff about them. That was one way of doing it. But how did they know? How did the bad guys know who to go after in the first place? Yeah, I hate to say this and be very vocal about it, Generally, your biggest advertisers seem to be the guys that have the where I come out and I've seen the most complaints, the most problems, most efficiencies because unqualified people in the work. So it doesn't just because it's got the biggest brand name, just because they're number one, doesn't mean they're number one at what we do. It means they're number one at paying the most amount of money and getting getting control of uh, the the World Wide Web. It doesn't mean they're the best that are out there. The best are probably going to be referred by your best friend, mm. by, by your brother, by your mother. You know, it's word of mouth. It seems you're going to get the better quality. And, and, I, and there are great guys that work in big companies. Don't get me wrong. But I see that the biggest mistake is whoever pays the most amount of money gets the <clears> most <throat> amount of phone calls, also gets the most amount of complaints. Ah. You know, that's why I've, we've worked really hard to maintain our five-star position and, and do it at all costs. You know, even even if the if customer's wrong, I still make it right. I still, I still do what I got to do to make it right, make sure that they're happy. One of the things you've always done since you started MidCity uh, is you former students and current students as employees. You give young people coming into the business and new grads uh, from the trade schools an opportunity to, A, get their fingers uh, dirty and also to gain some important experience. Yeah, the most important experience is, yeah, the service work out there, also how to how to treat your customers. We have a, a general, a big philosophy is diversification through education, so even though I think that they're educated, we still apply more education under the belt, and I do a lot of linking with safety out of Alberta for that as well. But it's, it's, it's given them the ability to be able to open a business and, and perform the same way that, that I performed for 35 years. And it just maintained that, you know, very professional, you know, uh, proactive position and making sure that the customer's always right. That's what it's all about. Right. Our, our other guest in studio is Bobby Watt, who's the president of Watt HVAC uh, over there at Main and Terminal. Uh, a question for you, because you're the air conditioning guy, and we're kind of peppering you with lots of air conditioning questions. What is the difference between having an actual installed air conditioner in your home versus going to a department store or somewhere, like a Home Depot or whatever, and buying a portable air conditioner that you can uh, put in a window or move around your house? What, what The difference between the two, Bobby? Uh, there's, there's a few different 
differences between the two. Uh, most of its capacity, I mean, the, the biggest ones that you usually find from like a Canadian Tire Home Depot is going to be about 12,000 BTUs, which is one ton of cooling. Um, most places are not, are, are going to need a lot more than that to keep up with the actual cooling load. Now, the other thing is, is most of these uh, systems will have either a one tube system or a two tube system to get rid of, to reject the out. Uh, the hot air to outside mm-hmm. uh the problem with those is you, you'll see them on the sides of uh apartment buildings hanging out and and you, we live in a downtown city it's it's really loud outside right mm-hmm. so unfortunately y- you have to have your window open so all the outside noise is going to get inside of your place they're also if you don't uh if you don't put on a proper seal around the window you're you're losing efficiency there sure they're, yeah. they're bulky they're loud they're inefficient and they don't really do the job they they help out you know it's it's more of like if you're really stuck and you have no other and any, anything else to do then that's what you do well but, some uh, of these some of these new buildings and, and their apartments now being sold for half a million dollars or more that are under 500 square feet that's not a very big place would one of those units at least cool a small unit like that down yeah yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, no, there there is a, there is use for them. They can work. I'm not going to say they're not. But it's not for a house, for example, a single no. detached house is probably going to be underpowered for the need. Correct. And if okay. you start if you start plugging these things into the into the walls, you'll notice if you try to like plug in a, a hair dryer at the same time, you're going to blow a breaker, right? And uh, you know, there's there's limitations, but they are they're air conditioners too. Stephen, I, I wanted to ask you of all things because you're mid city plumbers, you're the guy. I wanted to ask you about toilets because now you can go out and you can buy them at Costco for a couple of hundred bucks but these are the the toilets that use they super flush fast and they use about a half or less water than the old models with the big tanks are more and more people making those changes voluntarily yeah people are making changes to it because of water consumption being more more aware of going green uh, that's been going on for years yeah. at least twenty years but they're getting less and less and less we're getting to the point right now where you're trying to have a, a shower and you can't even rinse the soap out of your hair and sometimes I, it, there, I, there's a lot of pros and cons to it we like to have flow velocity in our piping because it keeps out mold from growing or a fungus from growing inside your piping system you slow water down slow enough you're it's going to start culturing these problems and these bacteria and people's start getting sick so you like to have things that are flow out your toilets coming down on your toilet question the low volume toilets are being designed and engineered so they are very powerful mm-hmm. and, with that and they work very well and they've actually got ones that are air pressure assisted so that it builds into a canister inside looks like a regular toilet and it, it flushes with incredible power and i like them because it's it just kind of like a plane <laughs> it just exactly the same as a plane <laughs> very similar so you save you're saving on energy you're saving on that and and it, they work very well so it's a smart move to it's make all around uh, water conservation being yeah. one of many reasons correct yeah. okay now we've already had the scare of warm well uh, if we thought last year was warm and the year before was warm wait till this year happens and all of a sudden we're gonna be out of water again bobby the h in hvac is heating what's the typical lifespan of a furnace Furnaces, uh, the ASHRAE specs on a furnace is about 16 years. Oh, okay. That's and, more than I thought. Yeah, and that can be more or less depending on how it was installed. I mean, when it comes down to installation, if things are not done properly, if you don't have enough air uh, airflow across the coil, you can have premature wear to your heat exchangers. You can, you can, you know, it all comes down to doing it properly to begin with. And going back to what we were saying about these other contractors, the the fakers or, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I see there was a, a building that me and Steve went to, uh, the one where they undersized the airflow uh, six times. But the contractor told me, he said, well, we had three quotes. One came in at 
16, one came in at 11, and one came in at 7. We went the one with 7. I'm like, well, you know, there should be a little bit of an alarm bell going off when one person's quote is half Less of what than the other. half, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so when you see that, I'm like, the proper installation, the the parts alone should be 7 grand. So there's no way he could do it without making any kind of money for that kind of price yeah. so yeah it's true and uh i'm working with a great co- a great company right now d- uh, downtown we're building a new zatar restaurant and uh it's mercury contracting the guys who really do it right mm-hmm. get the right professionals the right qualifications the right insurances making sure the job's done right the guys are on the site to ensure the job gets done right even at my side so there, you know it's a matter of having the right people you pay for what you get you know and that's that's the bottom line. You can't, you can you can your best is you set a budget and keep that budget. But if somebody's way over high price, there's a big alarm. If someone's really low, there's a big alarm. Right. You know, you should be comparison. You should have at least like say minimum three quotes. And doesn't mean the middle guy is always the best. It's it's checking references, checking background, checking the BBB, checking these things because you got to protect yourself. Right. And these are investments. This is not you're spending a, a popcorn at a, a movie theater. Mm. This is fifteen, you know, twenty thousand dollars of investments that you uh, that you're putting into your home. And hopefully, you're going to stay in and uh, reap the benefits of that investment. Bobby, I wanted to ask you about seasonal energy efficiency rating, S-E-E-R. What is that? Because it's a, it's a thing now, isn't it? Yeah, the seasonal effective rating is how efficient your air conditioner is is running. So okay. basically, there's different SEER ratings, and they will uh, they will be different components that will go into the uh, the different equipment. Like uh, nowadays, there's speed drives on everything. There's inverter compressors and everything. You know, and going back to your question about the uh, the furnaces, uh, the lifespan of the furnaces. You know, the older furnace that we used to have. At, the lower efficiency furnaces that we used to have would last forever mm-hmm. because they were really robust and they're thick. Now, to get higher efficiencies, we're making the coils thinner to get a, a better heat transfer. So the installation is even more important. And because we're doing condensing furnaces, uh, the condensing is where we're taking so much heat out of the air that the moisture in the air is is coming down and it drips. It's very corrosive. And if, if the the furnaces are not installed correctly it'll eat right through the, the furnace and it will it will be gone in a few years you know if 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 you're cutting too many corners with these you can spend a ton of money but if it's done pr- properly and it's maintained properly it can last a long long time interesting i, I just we, you know you bring it up again i mean having the right install right this we just did a two pound upgrade on on a home in west vancouver we did the high efficient navium boiler with research the customers really love it but unfortunately, as I'm in that mechanical room, I'm looking at this beautiful train furnace. I was a train rep for 20 years. I'm looking at this beautiful train furnace. I have never seen such poor venting in my life. Venting ex- fresh. You mean by the manufacturer? No, no. Oh, no by, just, the by the installer. By the installer. I get it. Okay, the the, the right. appliance wasn't level. Ah. The venting traveled way outside of its, its operational code zone, what it's, what it's, what it's, it's uh, governed for. The fresh air intake was direct within five feet of the gas regulator on the outside of the home. So if it ruptured, be sucking fumes in. That house would blow up so fast. Mm. I mean, it'd just be toothpicks, and nobody'd tell you the story as to what actually happened. So, of course, I turned over to the, the local authority having jurisdiction, which was which is our gas safety authority. We met on site, and he was very pleased that we brought this to attention. And now, the homeowner, we're going to go in and make it safe for him, make it safe for his family. I mean, I, I just never seen such poor 
quality workmanship and at whose risk. The whole family, and unfortunately, that person bought the house like this, doesn't know the difference, but I had to bring it to his attention that they, you know, like this is a very serious, serious infraction, not a small one. This is, this is where well, you shouldn't have a license. Another area where people uh, frequently pick, uh, cut corners uh, is paving. You know the the driveway. It's 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 an old one. It's an old property. It's pretty chopped up. We need to get a new a new look. Smooth it out. Put some new blacktop or concrete or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, you go for, go for a contractor who's going to redo your driveway. So what are you looking for, Stephen? What 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 are the what are the signs that you want to cover off by a pro who's going to approach you with with an estimate for the job? Do your research on it regarding capping. Do your if you're going to do asphalt capping onto it, which is a great idea um check the, check your pros and cons to it based on what you have already on your property right. how badly broken up it is what its condition is like is it better to remove it and then rebed it properly because if you don't bet on to have the bases the foundations like business you don't have the proper foundations then you're going to have heat heaving in the winter you're going to mm-hmm. have sagging come rainy season and whatever you put on top is just going to mold into the same sags and you're going to be in the back of the same predicament if you're going to do the asphalt so again do the research yourself of knowledge and then get opinions, get minimum three quotes, and that's what you should do. And from that, it's always not the cheapest and the most expensive. Maybe it's the guy in the middle. Yeah. And then check his, check his credentials, check his background. Bobby, one of the things that Stephen has talked to us many times about is uh, problems that come from dryers and the air escape from the dryer to the outside vent in the great outdoors, and they get mold and all sorts of stuff builds up. Do air conditioning units have, because there's, there's got to be some place where it goes out, do they have similar problems in that regard, or am I looking at, uh, at a whole other thing? Uh, you know... Yes and no. I mean, usually the air conditioner is a split system uh, for for houses and and what you guys are talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different styles depending on if it's commercial, residential, industrial. Um, but the outdoor unit will have will get dirty and and same like a like a dryer vent. If it's not getting airflow through the dryer vent, it'll overheat. It's the same thing with a condenser. Condenser is where it takes the the refrigerant from the inside of the house to the outside, and it. it pressurizes it and the, te- the temperatures and pressures just go above the outdoor ambient temperature mm-hmm. and that's how you expel the heat to the outside. Gotcha. We're, just, we're, we're, not, we're not destroying the heat, we're just moving it. We're taking it from inside and we're going, taking it to outside. So as, as the fan blows across this coil, it gets covered in dirt and then it becomes less efficient and it heats up more and you can have damage to your part, uh, to your... Uh, your condenser and your, your system. You're still rolling your eyes. You still get calls oh. with, with dryers and problems <laughs> with mold and all that. Still oh, happens. It, People still don't don't do, do, do that basic bit of maintenance on an annual basic, level. Yeah, you've got to do it. It's it's uh, you look like any bathroom. You look up and you see the amount of lint, lint built up inside the 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 uh, the fan up on the, the fan ceiling. Yeah. And yeah, there's a screen that's up there that's for for letting the air flow through. And you see you see it built up there. But you see also in these apartments it travels to the outside and you see it dangle. If you don't, it's a cause. For for a fire. It doesn't take much to, to clean it out. It's real simple. You know, my building, I mean, I, I don't take care of dryer vents, but I this this does hit to home. Um, my apartment was just serviced, uh, well, not this year, this is many years ago. Um, uh, dryer vent guy came on, said he cleaned it out, didn't clean it out. There was about an inch hole there. They were just faking it. It was more more of those hacks out there sort of thing. Okay. Uh, Andrew suggests we, we take a call here before we have to let you fellas go. Go ahead, please, and good afternoon. Hello. Oh, oh, okay. I'm on the air. You are indeed. Good afternoon. It didn't make that kind of sound. Mm. But anyway, I have a question for Stephen. Shoot. Actually, two questions for Stephen. Sure. We, we live in an older home, 50 years plus, 
And we have probably one of the first toilets that ever gone into this home, and it needs to be replaced. Now, some, it's a five-gallon tank right now, and someone says if you use a low-flow, I guess it's called, it may not take all the debris away if you use. You might, have to, you might need two flushes. No, no, it's a a a false statement. It's a false statement. Of course, having less liters of flush. Again, look at the best one that's going to flush through for you. It's what people always say is that, gee whiz, you know, uh, we have five gallons of water. So when we use our our toilet properly, that it's going to go down the pipe. It's going to go so far and stop and cause problems. That's what the most common question I get asked. But uh, no, you won't be double flushing it. I haven't seen a double flush, not on the ones that I've uh, purchased and put in my own home and ones we service every day. So uh, I wouldn't be too concerned about that. Was there a second question quickly, yes, please? Yes, there was. Go uh, ahead. Because this is a, an older building and whatnot, I am really apprehensive about what plumber, and I was going to call Stephen on this. Well, you should. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will. You get to see he and W discount. <laughs> you know, what I'm really apprehensive about What's is that? the torque and how much, you know, when they remove the toilet and everything is, goes with it and the whatever has to go with renovations, I guess, after it. But I am afraid of the torque because the plumbing is just as old as the house. Not a problem. It's something we deal with every single day. There's all sorts of nifty gadgets out there for toilet risers and stuff. All right, Lucy and Burnaby, thank you for your call. Uh, I'm going to direct you to uh, midcityplumbers.com, which is Stephen Bennett's website. Uh, and his number, 778-772-8676, is right there. My gosh, you got numbers in Calgary and Abbotsford. You're a busy guy. But, yes, uh, midcityplumbers.com uh, is is where you want to go, Lucy. And I would definitely call Stephen. Follow up. He knows what he's talking about. He's a good guy, too. And uh, the other website I would like to uh, commend to you is Watt HVAC. Watt with two T's. HVAC, H-V-A-C, wathvac.com. That's Bobby's website. And uh, they're, uh, you're, you're a home office kind of guy with uh, main and terminal uh, uh, facilities as well. So, Bobby, uh, thanks. Nice to meet you. Thanks for coming in. It's great to have you on the program. Stephen, uh, good to see you again. It's always fun when you cruise by for an hour of mayhem on the radio. Oh, I love it. I love helping the people in Vancouver. It, it was an absolute it. pleasure. Thanks absolute for having pleasure. me on. Thank uh, you. Uh, good to have you with us, guys. We're back after this. And once again, our thanks to Stephen Bennett and Bobby Watt for an hour of good information, and thanks for your calls, too. Next week, Sherry McMillan will be back with news of another Vancouver seminar and lots more on estate planning, and John Carlson will have a fresh Vancouver real estate update. If your summer holiday plans include a flight to or through the USA, listen up. The U.S. Carriers Trades Group, Airlines for America, estimates that a record 257 million people will fly through the states from June first to the end of August, the 10th consecutive summer increase. Those crowds, averaging close to 3 million people each day, will confront two unique challenges. They, uh, the possible reassignment of hundreds of security people to the Mexican border and the continued worldwide grounding of Boeing 737 MAX. Regulators are still investigating the safety of the MAX following those two crashes that killed hundreds of people. Three of the four largest American carriers are grappling with how to cover their summer schedule with the loss of six dozen 737 MAX aircraft. The lack of those planes and many airlines bought them to be their new workhorses adds further pressure to carriers and customers at a time when the air travel system traditionally operates flat out. Canada's two largest airlines have 37 MAX aircraft between them and there's no telling when it will be cleared again. The FAA and regulators around the world have gathered in Texas to try and get that nailed down. Still not done. The general consensus 
crisis. Too early to set any time frames. We've been reporting for weeks that U.S. air carriers have already canceled thousands of flights this summer. Our best advice, don't get too hung up on finding discount prices. They're going to be few and far between this summer. Get a seat and hope it isn't canceled. And that is our show for this week. We'll see you again next Saturday at 2 for another edition of Vancouver Consumer right here on CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.